Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Vince McMahon is fully behind which SmackDown star? Find out shortly. Plus, AEW takes a shot at eye for an eye. And Becky Lynch, Irish demigod. For Wednesday, the 8th of July, 2020, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News. You've competed everywhere, and you do it in bare feet. Why? Well, Michael Cole, that is a great question. And I guarantee a lot of people at home and even here are probably wondering why, too. I'm going to warn you, it's a long story. But when I was a child, my family took me on vacation to Wisconsin. And it just so so happened to be wintertime, and they had a sweet indoor pool. So I would swim in the indoor pool, but then I'd go outside and play in the snow. And I did this back and forth, back and forth. And one day, I kind of stayed outside a little too long, because when I came back in to go swimming, and I put my feet in the water, my feet were on fire. And when I told my mom, she told me, I'm pretty sure you have frostbite, Matt. And we went to the doctor, sure enough, I had frostbite, and they were even thinking about amputating the bro's tootsies. The feet, the foots, bro. Bro. Luckily, I pulled through, and that didn't happen. But that's why I never wear shoes, because whenever I put a pair of shoes on, I still get that same burning sensation. So I never wear shoes. I don't care if it's a wedding, a bar mitzvah. I don't care if I'm hanging out with a bear. I never wear shoes anywhere, bro. And also that day, I learned something. I learned that you could lose everything in a moment. And even though I can't feel anything with my feet, my feet allow me to feel everything else that much more. So that there is why Matt Riddle doesn't wear shoes. Fun fact. Vince McMahon loved that story. He loved it so much that when Matt Riddle told him privately, Vince's first thought was, you've got to tell that on TV. Hence, this past Friday's uh, segment on SmackDown with the story. Uh, Vince McMahon, it's been reported by WrestlingNews.co, is a big fan. He's really hot on Matt Riddle right now and love the promo that Matt Riddle did this Friday on SmackDown. Uh, Vincent Mann has been a fan of Matt Riddle's uh, for quite a while as it transpires. Uh, Back in November, uh, there was a lot being said 
in the positive stance about Matt Riddle from the chairman's office. Vince McMahon has been comparing Matt Riddle to Shawn Michaels. And if you know uh, the relationship that Vince McMahon had with Shawn Michaels during the 90s and the and the history that Shawn Michaels has in wrestling, you know it's quite a big compliment. Uh, they go on to say uh, on WrestlingNews.co, uh, Vince likes guys like Sean who have that rebel mentality and he sees some of Sean in Matt. Matt can rub some people up the wrong way, but he's a good guy and will do great when Vince calls him up. I think he's a future world champion. Vince will try and tweak him, but his personality will get him far. He is already doing some really big things uh, on SmackDown at the moment. Expect to see more of him, especially if the chairman is behind Matt Riddle. At the horror show at Extreme Rules, very simple. Ojo por ojo, eye for an eye. You damaged my eye and then went after my son's eye. I'm willing to take it a step further and pull your eye out with my bare hands. So that was from Monday night. Rey Mysterio saying he was going to pull out the eye of Seth Rollins. And I remember on Raw Graded, which you can watch on the YouTube channel now, I remember thinking, that's quite the uh, quite the bold statement that you're not going to be able to follow up on. Um, apparently, apparently you are. Apparently they are. Apparently they are. Uh, this comes from WWE.com. If you had any questions on what an eye for an eye match was all about, WWE.com says the following this morning. The horror show at Extreme Rules added a new level of terror as Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins will meet in an eye for an eye match. Mysterio team with Kevin Owens to defeat Rollins and Murphy on Monday night for the right to choose the gory stipulation where a winner can only be determined by extracting the opponent's eye. Yeah, this is this is a thing. This is happening. Like the legit stipulation is the match keeps going until somebody pulls the other guy's eye out. I'm open-minded. <laughs> I am open-minded. Let's let it breathe. Let's see what it does. There's somebody hopefully working in an animatronic department at the moment, making something that's going to be very impressive on the night. We will see. Uh, Chris Jericho has taken a, a little dig at WWE following the announcement of the Eye for an Eye match. Uh, he posted on Twitter the match graphic from a few from a few months back, which features John Moxley versus Santana. Uh, the story here, obviously, John Moxley had... Uh, he was blinded in one eye by the inner circle, and then he went after Santana's eye. So they had a match which they labelled Eye for an Eye, which had Santana and John Moxley wearing eye patches. So Chris Jericho reshared this graphic saying, Eye for an Eye match? You're welcome. Tony Khan has followed this up uh, with a gif of Willem Dafoe saying, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. I think he shared this gif a couple of times when it's been alleged that WWE has stolen ideas from AEW. I say alleged just to be safe. It's... 
there's a few times where it's fairly obvious, but you know what? It's also for courses. I'm not getting into an NXT versus AEW argument, particularly on a Wednesday. Uh, Jericho has very much enjoyed sort of pushing the buttons of AEW and NXT fans as of late. Really fanning those Wednesday Night War flames. It was last Friday when the ratings came through and... Uh, Great American Bash beat Fighter Fest in the ratings. Chris Jericho put out a tweet saying, here's a lesson about television ratings, kids. Last night, AEW was number six in the 18 to 49 demo. To TV networks and advertisers, it's the only number that matters. And we were 31% in that area. So once again, AEW Dynamite is the real winner in the Wednesday night ratings war. On the subject of the AEW NXT Wednesday night war, Triple H was talking to Justin Barroso, a Sports Illustrator and talked about why NXT decided in the same two weeks of Fighter Fest to do a two-week special called The Great American Bash. Uh, Triple H says, It absolutely is part of healthy competition. Anyone that thinks it isn't, to a degree, is being naive to the situation. You saw that back in the day when Clash of the Champions was counter-programming to WWE's WrestleMania 4 in 98. At the same point, it can drive your booking decisions. Obviously, there are counter-programming decisions, but I can tell you exactly how this came about. Almost all of these storylines were headed to where they are now. There, there was a gap, timing-wise, between In Your House and what will become the SummerSlam TakeOver. And you need a halfway point and a build. This is the halfway point. So it doesn't change our decision-making process. I don't counter-book I book what's right for NXT. I believe the discussion will rage forever on how much of it is correct booking and how much of it is counter booking. So the counter booking fortnight concludes tonight as we have Fighter Fest Night 2 and Great American Bash Night 2. We'll run down Fighter Fest in just a second, but this is how Night 2 shapes up. Another match was announced last night, actually. Johnny Gargano will face Isaiah Swerve Scott. This was set up by a backstage segment on night one. You saw Gargano and Scott arguing after Scott tried to break up the brawl between Candice LeRae and Mia Yim, and that is where that has stemmed from. So we're getting that tonight. Should be a should be a, a coming out party for Swerve Scott, really, to go up against Johnny Gargano. Also on night two. Uh, we have a street fight between Candice LeRae and Mia Yim. They're going to tear it up. Uh, six-man tag, Legado del Fantasma versus Bruzango and Drake Maverick. And, of course, that big winner-take-all match, the North American champion Keith Lee versus the NXT champion Adam Cole. Meanwhile, uh, AEW Fighter Fest Night 2, we understand that Taz and Brian Cage have an announcement on the show that will, quote, send shockwaves through the world of professional wrestling. Taz has been uh, a, a highlight on the microphone as of late. He's really coming back into his own as a manager, so I'm intrigued to see what they have to say. Uh, also tonight on Fighter Fest Night 2, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page defend the AEW World Tag Titles against Private Party, and FTR and the Young Bucks uh, teaming up together to face the Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Brothers in an eight-man tag. Uh, Six-man tag action with Colt Cabana and the Dark Order versus SCU, uh, Lance Archer and Joey Janela going one-on-one, and a highly anticipated contest between Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That's going down tonight as well. Uh, Full results and reports and opinions tomorrow on the Cultaholic YouTube channel with AEW and NXT graded from Jack and myself. And Ross will be along with the AEWTF moments from Fighter Fest Night 2. That's tomorrow on the Cultaholic YouTube channel. Fightful have given us an update on WWE's plans with Kyrie Sane. We talked about this just the other day. Kyrie Sane uh, possibly done with WWE, heading back to Japan to possibly be an ambassador for the company there. And then Kyrie Sane turned up on Monday night, and it looks as if next week we're getting Asuka and Kyrie teaming up. The Kabuki Warriors reunited to face uh, the Golden Role Models for the women's tag team titles. Fightful uh, have uh, said have said in their reports that WWE had plans to have Kyrie Sane to return to Japan. Uh, Talk Sports source is now saying that Kyrie Sane leaving WWE isn't set in stone yet. Uh, she was very shaken up by her last concussion in December and it's really made her evaluate what she wants to do with her life and her career and there was talk of her just finishing up in Japan uh, working in her home and then just retiring from wrestling early now it's not clear uh, what will happen from here but WWE are intent on taking care of Sane if she was to stay they've set, they are set to apparently offer her better money Uh, than she could get anywhere else in the wrestling world in order to keep her on the books. Now, we don't know uh, whether or not it would be something she would be intrigued by, but she has a great opportunity next week once again to remind people if they have forgotten just how brilliant she is when she challenges for the women's tag team titles on Monday night. We have a brand spanking new United States Championship. Did you see that on Monday night as well? Uh, Belt fan Dan on Twitter, uh, who actually shared... Uh, a picture last year of this belt. Uh, He's given us a few little uh, intriguing insights into the belt-making world of professional wrestling. He says that WWE have sat on this new US title design since December last year. As I say, he was uh, had a, he's sharing a photo that he took last year of him holding this newly designed belt. We don't know why it took WWE this long to action it and bring it onto TV. Uh, also, the NXT Championship is getting a bigger version at some point. Same design, uh, but just a larger frame. That is the plan, according to uh, Belt Fan Dan on Twitter. Uh, also, WWE have had new SmackDown tag team titles since WrestleMania 35, but they haven't used them yet. 
they could be getting swapped out any time now. The, the SmackDown tag titles first appeared in 2016, and this would be the first redesign of the belts. Now, the actual SmackDown, first SmackDown tag titles, the one that were given to Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit in 2002, well, they won, they won a match, they weren't given them. Um, those actually aren't the SmackDown belts that we see now. They were unified with the old World Tag Team titles in 2009. The tag team title lineage is, is quite messy, I'm afraid. Uh, now, according to Gary Cassidy of Sports Kida, Heath Slater is already in the uh, got himself a booking on the indie circuit. He's going to be a part of Talk and Shop Mania on August the 1st. Now, this is the show being run by Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and Rocky Romero. It's uh, as a part of their podcast series. It's a, a one-off, for now, wrestling show. His no-compete clause uh, with WWE, uh, this is Heath Slater, expires on July the 18th. There is a lot of rumour and innuendo that he will turn up at Slammiversary on the 18th. But if if he doesn't, we at least know when we will see him next. And that's hanging out uh, with fellow released WWE stars, his old mates Gallows and Anderson. Former OVW wrestler Ted McNailer was on the Monday Locker Room show. And he shared some interesting information about uh, a cease and desist order given to an AEW star. So uh, current OVW wrestler Tony Gunn uh, has actually received a cease and desist from Billy Gunn for using the term The Gun Show. So Billy Gunn got the rights to use it back in February, but Tony Gunn has actually been using that name for the last few years in OVW. He uses it on their YouTube channel as well and on their TV shows. Uh, but he has it on his tights, he has it on his T-shirt, he has it in his music, and now all of that is being taken away because, uh, because Billy Gunn has got the rights to it. We'll keep an eye on this one. It seems a little bit mean-spirited, don't you think? Now, speaking with Wrestling Inc., Flair made it clear that he feels comfortable and safe at the WWE Raw TV tapings. There is a lot of concern as to why Ric Flair is even there. Like, his role with Randy Orton isn't an essential one. I don't think that Orton needs a Ric Flair there, to be honest, but Flair is happy to be there. He said to Wrestling Inc., WWE is doing everything and following every guideline possible. The testing and all that was conducted as professionally as, as it possibly could be. Three doctors, everybody had a mask on. I would scrutinise anybody that said otherwise at the highest level. I was tired of hearing about the bullshit of Carano, Ace and Vince himself. I could go down the list of people that are making sure that everybody's life is at the best possible place where they are there for the event. So basically, Ric Flair is saying, if you're hearing stuff about uh, backstage being uh, shambles and, and, and badly tested. Ric Flair is very much stating otherwise. WWE have announced that Christina Salen is the new Chief Financial Officer, effective August the 3rd. She's replacing Frank Riddick as interim CFO. Uh, he stepped in when George Barrios and Michelle Wilson were fired back in late January. What a more simple time late January was. Uh, now, they haven't replaced the chief revenue officer yet, uh, but Christina's ready to start in August. She's she's been, a, she's been around quite a bit. She was the first CFO of Etsy back in January of 2013. Uh, she grew that business to about $3 billion in gross sales, which is incredible. Uh, she also had similar roles with United Masters, uh, Moda Operandi, and uh, she's actually the first woman named in the board of Endeavor, which is the former WME IMG group. 
uh, back that was back last year. Uh, she also sits on the board of Sirius XM and Cornerstone On Demand. So they're bringing in somebody with uh, quite a few strings to their bow. And finally, Becky Lynch was chatting to Sports Illustrated about Becky Lynch, i.e. her wrestling name. So Rebecca Quinn uh, was talking about the process of becoming Becky Lynch. And she said, when I was coming up with my name in WWE, I came up with a bunch of mad Irish names that I thought were really cool. Since my last name is Quinn, I tried to get that in there as a first name. And I even pitched the name Quinn Cullen. Now, that might not mean anything if you don't know your Irish history, so let me give you a little, a little indicator. Uh, Cullen is, is a pretty strong badass from Irish wrestling mythology. So, uh, Cullen is a mythological demigod who appears in stories of the Ulster Cycle. He's believed to be an incarnation of an Irish god. He gained his name because he killed Cullan's fierce guard dog in self-defence and offered to take his place guarding Ulster until a replacement guard dog could be reared and readied. Uh, so at the age of 17, he was defending Ulster single-handedly against invading armies. It was prophesied that his great deeds would give him everlasting fame, but he wouldn't live that long. But indeed, uh, his story would be told for many years to come. In fact, Becky Lynch was nearly Quinn Cullen, which would have made Becky Lynch an Irish demigod. Becky goes on to say, they wanted a name associated with my name like Rebecca, so I became Becky, and two of the names that came back to me were Becky Lynch and something like Madeline. I was like, I don't even submit, I didn't even submit that. I don't know how that got there. It made me think of the TV show, Madeline. Anyway, I said no to that. The other name they came back with was Robin Daly. I actually did like that, but I thought it would be better to have part of my name in there. So Becky Lynch, it was. I kind of like, I kind of like Quinn Cullen, to be honest. You could have had some great fun. Imagine the WrestleMania in entrance of an Irish demigod. I'm just going to leave that with you today. That will do it for your Cultaholic Wrestling News. On the podcast feed later today, a brand new episode of Desert Island Graps. I am chatting to Colby Carino all about growing up in wrestling. He attended his first wrestling show when he was three weeks old. Obviously, we talk about his dad, Steve Carino, in there. And one of the matches he picks to take on his desert island has an amazing story about the Briscoes in it. I don't want to spoil it for you. I want you to hear it. Uh, You'll hear it later on today on the Cultaholic podcast feed. Hopefully, if you listen to this, you're already subscribed to it. Uh, On cultaholic.com right now, check out the five best matches of 2020 so far. I mean, it's been a ropey year, but there's been enough wrestling for us to do a half-year award, so you can check that at cultaholic.com right now. And check out the Cultaholic YouTube channel. Obviously, we are doing daily news briefs. Everything going on in the world of wrestling, you will find right there. If you haven't seen it yet, the WTF Moments from Monday Night Raw are now available as well. You can see what Ross Tweddle made of a rather packed episode of Raw from Monday Night. That is on the YouTube channel right now. I will speak to you tomorrow. Don't forget to join us. Love you, bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> <laughs> 